Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Today we're spotlighting foods for post-training. As a runner, our aims include efficient recovery so that we're nourished and energized ready for the next training session. Additionally, the type and timing of our food intake post-training is important for minimizing the risk of DOMS, muscle loss, injury and illness. This episode goes very well with the previous two episodes, one about what to eat pre-training and one about eating during training. So these three episodes go beautifully together and we hope you enjoy them. Welcome to the Food Force Spotlight series. For us, food is never just fuel. It provides a wide range of nutrients to support the many aspects of our health and also to promote physiological adaptations for our running performance. These short informative episodes are dedicated to food and meal planning. We'll spotlight key foods to support your running and we'll share tips and suggestions to give you big results in your running performance. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Aileen to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. everyone, I'm Aileen and I'm here with Karen again as always and today we're spotlighting food for post-training. So that's the, the third in the series we've done pre-enduring and today's all about post-training. So hi Karen, how are you feeling today? Yeah, no, I'm good Aileen. Um, yeah, I'm, I've sort of stopped working now for the Christmas period so um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good and relaxed. Oh good, that's amazing because I was just thinking even though this year it's been um different in the lead up to Christmas I still feel as though I'm running around (laughs) (laughs) I have been been a a little bit relaxed in my preparations (laughs) and suddenly I'm thinking whoa this needs doing (laughs) yeah absolutely I've been a bit like that but I I, I'm finally feeling calmer (laughs) oh good good that's excellent okay so um before we move on to um talking about food for post-training I thought I'd ask you Karen about your favorite post-marathon food oh post-marathon food um I think probably that varies depending on how how I'm feeling at the end of the race because that does vary um I and because of that I do tend to take several choices with me um and and just go with what my um digestive system dictates um, and what it's willing to receive because it is interesting how it feels different every time so foods that I might take with me would include a banana or maybe a white bread honey sandwich um, and sometimes I'll put banana in there as well 
um, maybe some fresh mango pieces and um, the Ella's ki- kitchen pouches. Um, I usually have a couple of those with me as well so that I can I can choose. So how about you, Aileen? What's your favourite food following the GNR, the, the Great North Run? Um, well, a bit like you, um, my digestive system is always a bit variable. <laughs> so yeah. it's always challenging. I do think it's really great advice to take a variety of things so that you can... Uh, choose what you think will be best for you on the day and uh, I mean as you know that eating after a race is always a challenge for me mm-hmm. and I often find I'm a bit nauseous and um, interestingly if it's a short event and by that I mean there's no hanging around before and after so if it's like a local event with a few hundred people in um, I can usually eat fairly quickly afterwards and um, maybe something like a small banana sandwich would be fine but when it's those big, you know, the masses races where there's, you know, tens of thousands, I'm really still trying to master my nutrition. Um, often you can be in the start line up to two hours before the race starts. Mm-hmm. And, and I find that, I don't know whether it's nervous energy, um, but it, and obviously you've got longer without eating. And I find that when I get to at the end of the race, um, I'm often feeling a bit sick, which is not mm. very pleasant. Uh, but I'm trying to uh, adapt adapt as we go along. And um, what I've found is that if I sip some tea after a race, either I'll you know head to one of those takeaway vans or um, I'll also have a small flask in my bag. That sort of can settle my tummy. Um, mm. And then I can usually eat within sort of an hour afterwards. Um so I know it's not ideal, uh, but it's something that, um, you know, I keep trying to improve mm-hmm. and hopefully as time goes on, I'll get better at it. And I'm um, just thinking, Aileen, um, as you speak, do you, you know, we're speaking about taking a variety of snacks for afterwards. Do you take a variety of snacks to have before if you're going to be at the start line for about two hours? Probably not enough, you know, and mm. that's something that I think, I mean, this year we've missed those sort of opportunities to mm-hmm. practice. And I think in the last, you know, year I've been thinking about that a bit more, mainly from the discussions that you and I have had um, mm-hmm. on uh, on what to do. And I, I do think that um, that is something that I'll, I'll change once we mm. get into the the next sort of running season in 2021 yeah and it is really exciting on that because um all my emails are starting to come through regarding races for 2021 so clearly the companies are starting promoting them like I got one recently for uh, advertising the Manchester Marathon I thought oh the races are starting to come Ooh. back into the calendar which is good that's great. that's great yes yeah okay so so let's get on to our main topic for today yeah. so from a, a health and nutritional viewpoint as a runner, our aims post-training um, include efficient recovery so that we're nourished and energized, ready for the next training session. And additionally, the, the type and timing of our food intake post-training is important because that will help us minimize the risk of DOMS, um, muscle loss and injury and illness. So it's quite important that we don't forget about this post-training uh, nutrition. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. And you mentioned muscle loss prevention. However, what we eat and and how much we eat as well could also encourage muscle protein synthesis, therefore muscle gain. Now, this is probably more likely following short distance or technical running um, because 
I suppose it's unlikely that muscle gain would occur following really long distances because it is a very catabolic um, form of exercise. Um, but, but here, what it's about um, is, is minimising the amount of that muscle loss. So it still has a place, but it's potentially going to be more catabolic in the long distances, but anabolic, um, so muscle building in the short distance and technical running. Yeah, that's a really good point to mention, Karen. Um, mm. So let's talk about the four foods that we're going to focus on today to support the post-training uh, nutrition. And, and as always, we're going to outline the nutritional properties and then look at some ideas about how that can be included in your meal plan. And then finally, we'll put together a one-day menu plan um, at the end of the episode. So the four foods we're going to discuss today are quinoa, sweet potato, honey and cinnamon. So let's start by um, discussing quinoa. Um, so we tend to use quinoa in the same way as we use grains, although it isn't actually a grain. Um, quinoa is actually a seed and it's related to the beet, chard and spinach plants, which um, is hard to believe, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. um, so Karen, can you, you tell us about the nutritional properties of quinoa and what would support runners post-training? Yes, absolutely. And like you say, it is interesting that quinoa is related to these vegetables that you've mentioned because they don't seem like a natural fit, really. Um, and I think what's also interesting is that quinoa is a relatively new food to us in the West. However, it was actually discovered in South America by the Incas um, approximately 3000 BC. So it's a very, very old food. Um, but thinking about its nutritional value for us as runners, um, well, it's it's a complete protein, actually, which means that it contains all the nine essential amino acids that the body cannot produce itself. So for us as runners, this is particularly important because of the branch chain amino acids, so the leucine, isoleucine and valine, because they're essential amino acids and they're required post-training for that muscle building and muscle repair that you mentioned earlier, Aileen. Yeah, and it's really the protein content that we want to be thinking about introducing into the diet uh, one to two hours after running and as most people will be aware um, particularly if you've listened to some of our other episodes um, we're usually talking about ensuring that any snack consumed immediately either within sort of that 20 to 30 minute, minute window uh, following training that that should contain the quick release carbohydrates only and that's to optimize the glycogen repletion mm-hmm. um, so what when we're talking about the um the protein here we're really thinking that it should be introduced later so it's not that immediate snack it's what you should eat maybe you know 90 minutes two hours later yeah absolutely that's that's right alien but however i think it's important to also mention that if you're completing strength training or resistance training session then it's different you you would then want to be introducing the protein immediately afterwards to optimize that muscle protein synthesis and hypertrophy but for the distance running then absolutely right you want to um put carbs in first and then the the protein later yeah, that's really, again, really good advice, Karen. So, you know, if you've come from a, a weight session at the gym, um, that's what you need to be doing. Yeah. Um, 
So just before we we move on to the next food, I just thought I'd mention also another uh, nutrient um, that's um, very important regarding quinoa, and that's um, magnesium. So it's, quinoa gives us a very good source of magnesium, which is important for muscle relaxation and might also reduce uh, the risk or the severity of DOMS following exercise. And, and as we know, magnesium is also key for bone health. Um, so that's going to help contribute to your magnesium status and that may uh, reduce the risk of a stress fracture so um, as well as protein you're also getting another source of magnesium with quinoa right so the next food was uh, sweet potato um, so let's have a look at the nutritional benefits of sweet potato for a runner so the the key nutrient that we're going to focus on here is carbohydrate although as ever every food has more than one nutrient um, sweet potato is a root vegetable and so it does have a very high carbohydrate content um, but unlike the many of the other carbohydrate rich root vegetables Sweet potato is thought to help stabilize blood sugar levels and improve insulin responses to carbohydrate rather than destabilize the blood sugar sensitivity. And it's sometimes classified as an anti-diabetic food. Um, so thinking about this as a for a runner post-training, it would be a really great food to introduce. Um, you know, about one to two hours post-training when a more slow release carbohydrate is required to maintain blood sugar le levels um, and also to help continue to replenish the glycogen stores if you've just done a, an endurance run, for example. Yes, and as we know, Aileen, the, the hormone insulin, which is released in the presence of carbohydrate, encourages the uptake of protein by muscle. So, so, um, so having the carbohydrate um, one to two hours afterwards when you're having the protein is going to help encourage that uptake of protein into the muscle as well. So, so the sweet potato as well as replenishing glycogen can also help support the ongoing muscle protein synthesis throughout the day really. Mm -hmm. um, so, so really combining the quinoa and the sweet potato could be a really good option for a, a meal post-training. Mm. Um, but I'm sure we'll speak about that later. So, and just before we move on, like you say, Aileen, there's always more than one nutrient to a food. And sweet potato is also a really good source of vitamin A and C, both of which are really potent antioxidants. So they could support the neutralization of oxidants. So those ro rogue molecules, which are naturally produced from the metabolic processes associated with running. Um, so, so that's just another point and another good reason to be including um, um, sweet potato in your diet post-training. So let's now move on and discuss honey. Um, Aileen, what are the nutritional highlights of honey that you can um, tell us about that could support our running post-training? Yeah, well, like sweet potato, honey is very high in carbohydrate, but in, in this instance, in the form of simple sugars. So it's an ideal food to consume immediately after training. So in that 20 to 30 minute window. And, you know, I think um, you mentioned that right at the beginning, Karen, that um, that's something that you often have after a, a run. Um, so by consuming a quick release carbohydrate food at that time, that will really help maximize the glycogen repletion and that could help reduce the recovery time, uh, really helping you get ready and energized for the next run as, as 
you know, you pointed out at the beginning. So just to give you an idea of how much sugar honey contains. So a tablespoon of honey, so that would be around 21 grams, provides 17 grams of sugar, uh, which is quite high. Yeah, it um, is. Mm. Yes, yes. And honey is also known to have other health benefits as well, including being um, antimicrobial, which may benefit a, a runner by potentially reducing the risk of infections, which are really quite common, again, especially in long distance runners. And I'm thinking here about that the upper respiratory tract infections and also urinary tract infections. So and, uh, and, uh, some other properties in there that would be really helpful. Um, I think what's important to stress here also is that the quality of the honey will determine the health benefits contained within it. So a lot of, in fact, most commercial honeys are processed, clarified and filtered, which greatly reduces that nutritional content. So really would be looking at raw honey that is more superior um, and is known to retain more of the phytonutrients that tend to be lost during that regular processing of honey. So that's worth bearing in mind when when purchasing your next honey. Yeah, and I think the quality of the honey you buy is definitely something to consider. Um, it's also been found that the dark honey, especially the honey from buckwheat flowers and sage, for example, contain higher level of antioxidants than other honey. And um, raw and unprocessed honey contains the widest variety of substances known to have health benefits. So Again, you know, if you go to the health food store, you will see a whole range of different honeys and a whole range of different prices. And, um, you know, you might end up having a few different honeys in your <laughs> in your store cupboard. And, um, you know, some of them um, you might use a bit more sparingly, but you know that they're going to give you um, sort of a higher level mm. of nutrients. Um, okay, Karen. So uh, we're on to our fourth food now, which is now cinnamon. Um, so what can you tell us about this uh, aromatic spice and how it can support us post-training? Yeah, so cinnamon has been, it's been really quite well researched, actually, and been found to have many therapeutic properties. Um, and it's thought that the active ingredient um, cinnamaldehyde and eugenol contained within the essential oil of the cinnamon are the two that are responsible for most of the health benefits associated with cinnamon. So cinnamon is known to be carminative. So uh, what I mean by that is sort of it's it helps reduce flatulence, wind. So post-training, it may be helpful for runners who tend to suffer from some degree of runner's tummy or maybe trapped wind or cramping during running. So um, so that's one way it, it, it could be used post-training yeah and another sort of surprising thing about cinnamon is it's a good source of fiber um one tablespoon uh which um would contain um 3.6 grams of fiber so it might be helpful in sort of helping relieve constipation which sometimes runners suffer from um especially if they're not hydrating adequately during training but it's probably unlikely you'd, you'd eat a whole tablespoon. Um, but again, it's just like, I always think with ingredients, um, just it, using a wide variety of ingredients can have a sort of a cumulative effect. Um, so it's, it's always a good idea to just try lots of different things. Um, and also magnesium is a rich source of manganese. So two teaspoons of, of cinnamon contain 0.76 uh, milligrams of manganese 
and that's equivalent to a third of the recommended daily intake. And manganese is an important enzyme cofactor, which is really essential for the metabolism of carbohydrates, fats and proteins. Um, So that could support optimal utilization of the macronutrients post-training. So again, you know, it's like foods that... Using foods like a bit like an equation, you need lots of different things to help the equation work to its best ability. Um, so uh, using yeah. a little bit of cinnamon is going to help. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's been some great information here. So I'm just going to recap on the nutritional benefits of these four foods that we've mentioned before we then um, move on to consider some recipe and menu ideas, Aileen. So so first of all, we spoke about quinoa. So the nutritional property of quinoa that we were speaking about was protein to support that muscle building and repair post-training. Then we were speaking about sweet potato and it was the slow-release carbohydrates that we we're focusing on here and that's to help support the glycogen repletion and blood sugar balance again post-training and the nutritional property that we discussed um, about honey was it's quick release sugars and that's to support the speedy glycogen repletion immediately post-training so within that 20 to 30 minute window And then finally, we had a look at cinnamon and it was the phytochemicals contained within the essential oil of cinnamon that we we focused on. And that's known to help alleviate many digestive symptoms, including flatulence and also constipation, two two symptoms that many runners do suffer from. So so really worth thinking about these these foods um, as you go forward with your training. Lovely. Okay, so let's have a quick roundup of some recipe and menu ideas for each of the foods. So um, starting with quinoa, um, I mean, quinoa is one of those ingredients that's, you know, quite bland, really. So you can do a lot with it. You know, you can use it in lots of different ways. So you can add flavor and ingredients. And one of my favorite ones is uh, to make a quinoa tabule. Um, So I use quinoa as a base and then I'll chop up um, fresh things like cucumber, onions, tomatoes, fresh herbs, and then dress it with olive oil and lemon. And that's a great salad base. Um, and you can use it as a side dish as well. Um, I've also used quinoa as a breakfast choice. Um, so I've made a quinoa porridge, um, and that's made in the same way as an oat porridge, um, but I'd maybe um, use it with almond milk and top it with a spoonful of nut butter, and that gives you that extra you know, station, it sort of satisfies you. Um, And, you know, you stir the nut butter through until it's well mixed and you could add a few berries or something like that with it too. Um, So an unusual breakfast choice, but maybe another one, particularly if it's a post um, run breakfast, that might be a good one. Uh, Karen, what about you? Do you use quinoa? Yes, I do use quinoa um, quite a lot, actually, Aileen, because, as you know, I'm always trying to increase my protein intake and, and because it's got all the essential amino acids, I do tend to use it quite a lot. And I'll sometimes use it um, instead of brown rice as a base for a risotto or a curry. Um, I have used it as a base for a paella as well, but the, the family aren't very keen on that one. But um, but I do tend to swap swap out the rice and add the, the quinoa instead. And and like you, I also um really love it as a as a base for for a salad, any kind of salad. I'll just add lots of different things to it, including maybe tofu as well, again to keep that um that protein 
intake up because um, that's something I always struggle with. Um, I also, um, with uncooked quinoa, um, I haven't done this, but it could actually be ground into a flour if you've got a big blender or grinder, grind, grind it into flour and use it to make gluten-free bread, scones, maybe pancakes and things like that. So that is another another use for it. So, um, so like you say, it is quite a, a versatile food. So, okay, let's move on and think about recipe and meal ideas using sweet potato. Now, a client of mine really recently actually gave me a really good recipe for sweet potato bowls um, to use as um, a running snack instead of flapjacks. But again, it could be used in that 20 to 30 minute window immediately after training. Um, and a it contains only three ingredients. It's cooked mashed sweet potato, ground almonds and um, sugar. Now, she was using um, ordinary sugar, but you could use coconut sugar um, or, or, or the sugar, natural sugar alternatives. And all you need to do is literally mix these three ingredients together into little balls and just cook them in the oven for a really short period of time, high temperature, but just for about a minute. Um, and, and apparently this is a really common sweet treat in, in northern Spain. My, my client is Spanish and um, she said it's very common. So, um, mm. so I thought that was one I'm going to try because a lot I find with my clients, actually, that a lot of them say, oh, I, I don't actually like the sweet gels, the sweet things, sweet yeah. dates and things. I'd rather have something more savoury. So I think this is a good one to trial um, and 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 use with clients as well. But anyway, Aileen, how about you? How do you use sweet potato? Um, well, mostly I, I tend to use it in a, a savoury way. So I would, I really like a sweet potato and spinach curry. Um, and I also just like a baked sweet potato. So baked in the oven and topped maybe with cottage cheese or hummus. Um, that's a great lunch choice or an easy dinner. Um, you know, quite a good post run dinner if, if, if you want something quick and easy. Um, the other thing that I, I do sometimes, which is more of a breakfast or a brunch dish, is do um, slices of baked potato that are, are baked in the oven. And then you can top that with an egg or, um, you know, mm. some, something like hummus, something like that. So that that's quite a good way. You know, you're trying to think about getting these foods in after your run. And obviously we all run at different times of the day and that might dictate the type of food that we eat mm -hmm. so that would be a good one for a morning I think and, and you know instead of bread and it gives you that extra yeah. gives you the carbohydrate um and uh, all the other nutrients that we've talked about um so yeah that's what I do with sweet potato mm. um so let's think about honey um I tend to use it as an ingredient in dishes um occasionally I would eat it off a spoon after a long run I mean I think it's it's one of those things that, you know, you have to be coming home, uh, but it's, you know, it's an easy thing to do. You just put the jar out on the worktop and it's there when you come in and you can do that really quickly. So I think that's a good one to do. Um, I use it as an ingredient um, where I might drizzle it on a sweet or savory foods as part of a dressing or maybe over a salad or cheese within a salad. So, um, yeah, that's how I mm. use honey. What about you, Karen? How do you use honey? 
Um, well, there's a, speaking about Spain again, there's another um, Spanish side vegetable that I really love called berenjenas con miel. And I think we might have mentioned this in another episode, actually, which is basically roasted aubergine rinds drizzled with honey over the top. And it's absolutely delicious. Um, and it's served like a tapas sometimes um, in, in Spain. Um, and I just make it quite often as a side dish. Um, I also love honey roast parsnips and carrots, just sort of chopping them up together and um, just sort of mixing the a little bit of honey with some um, olive oil and just sort of roasting them. Um, and also what I tend to do a lot is when I'm making my flapjacks or cakes or anything where the recipe says sugar, I tend to replace that with honey in, in many of the recipes. So and that works really well. Generally, it means I just need to put in less of the liquid ingredients, be it egg or um or milk and um, because you've got the, the liquid from the honey. So I do tend to, to, to do that quite a bit. Okay, so just finally, um, let's ponder cinnamon. Aileen, what meal ideas do you have for cinnamon? Um, well, the easiest way to use cinnamon is just to sprinkle it on some yogurt or porridge. Um, gives it a nice sort of warming taste. Um, in fact, one of my clients was like, can't believe I've never eaten yogurt with cinnamon before. You know, she was absolutely in love with it. Um, mm -hmm. It's a really uh, lovely, comforting thing to have. Mm -hmm. um, I might add it to baked fruits or compotes or, or even smoothies. You could add it as an ingredient to, um, like you were saying, a flapjack or a protein ball. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, just uh, little and awful in as many places as you can. Yeah. What about you, Karen? Do you use it in your cooking? Yeah, you mentioned, Aileen, about adding it to baked fruits, which I really enjoy, you know, just with a little bit of Greek yogurt or, or coconut yogurt or something like that. Um, but sometimes I'll I'll make the baked fruit into a crumble and I add the cinnamon to the crumble mix. And that, again, just gives it a really warming um, um, feeling and, and just such a delicious flavour. And the other thing I suppose you could do with it is um, you could make a warm milky drink with cinnamon, cinnamon and maybe add a little bit of honey there as well, if you wish. And that could be quite a nice um, um, evening drink or a mm. drink actually post-training because you've got the, the protein from the milk and then you've got mm. the, the cinnamon and the honey for the, for the added benefits. So, um, yeah, yeah, that might be quite a good one post-training. Um, yeah, that's... So that's the four we've spoken about. Yeah, so let's uh, let's pull it all together and um, come up with a one deal, a one day meal plan uh, for post training. So um, for breakfast, I always like a simple breakfast. So I'm going to suggest um, a fresh fruit salad with maybe a Greek yogurt or a coconut yogurt um, with a sprinkle of cinnamon and a drizzle of honey, um, mm -hmm. and that's a really lovely quite luxurious breakfast I think I always mm. feel as though I'm on holiday when I'm eating something like that um so what about lunch Karen what would you suggest for lunch uh, for lunch I love the idea of um a quinoa salad with lots of delicious delicious different vegetables chopped through it and maybe some lentils or tofu like I mentioned earlier for extra extra protein so that would be my lunch idea Aileen how about dinner what would what would you have for dinner um, well, I think I'd go for the um, the really nice, warm sweet potato, chickpea and spinach curry and serve it with quinoa too. So that would be uh, and maybe some greens on the side. Mm. And what about snacks? Have you got any ideas of how we could use these ingredients in snacks, Karen? Yes, yeah, so I think regarding the snacks, um, 
sort of we spoke earlier about the cinnamon and honey flapjacks I think that would be really a good good one and the sweet potato energy balls I really want to try those so definitely um, that would be a good one especially for after those really long runs Um, stewed apple and cinnamon compote with a little bit of yogurt Greek yogurt or coconut yogurt Um, and and also maybe uh, a fruit and cinnamon smoothie that might be a really good one for immediately after uh, a long run as well Great. Thanks, Karen. They're really great snack ideas. And I'm waiting for the uh, sweet potato energy ball recipe to (laughs) to be Mm. released from you soon. Okay, so we we hope everybody's enjoyed our recommendations today. And please do get in touch if you'd like to know how to make any of them. And and also some feedback, you know, if you tried them out, what did you think? Um, If you've got any great ideas for future episodes, do let us know too. Um, so just before we get to the end, Karen, um, we're just going to uh, summarize the, um, the nutrients, the key nutrients of each. So can I ask you to take us through that? Yes, absolutely, Aileen. So the key nutrient that we discussed in quinoa um, was protein, and that's essential for muscle repair and muscle building post-training. The key nutrient in sweet potato that we highlighted was carbohydrate. Uh, Sweet potato contains slow-release carbohydrate, and that's required for glycogen repletion and blood sugar balance post-training. The key nutrient in honey that we focused on was um, carbohydrate again, but this time in the form of quick-release sugar, and that's to support efficient glycogen repletion immediately post-training. And then finally, the key ingredients in cinnamon that we highlighted were the phytonutrients, um, and they're known to help alleviate many digestive symptoms, including flatulence and constipation, which many runners, as we know, suffer from. And those are the four key areas. Thanks, Karen. Thank you very much. So we hope uh, you're feeling inspired to try some of the food ideas that we've mentioned. Um, You may be listening to us around Christmas time. We're actually uh, publishing this episode on Christmas Eve. So uh, we're wishing you a very happy Christmas uh, wherever you are in the world. And I hope that you get... Um, you know, some time to spend with your family and friends, either in your social bubble um, or um, online. I know there's going to have to be some um, Zoom and video meetings for Christmas this year. Um, So Karen, is there anything, any messages that you'd like to pass on? Yes, again, just wishing everybody um, a happy Christmas in whatever way you're celebrating Christmas. And here's to 2021, where hopefully we'll all have a bit more freedom and freedom to run, races to run in, and, and also being able to meet up more than we've been able to do during 2020. So yeah, let's think positively going forward. Yeah. Happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Um, Christmas. Enjoy your food, enjoy your running and don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and feel inspired to try out some new menu ideas. Many of our clients are looking for new ways to help them introduce a healthy food plan which also supports their running performance. So we designed our Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners program and it's for runners of all abilities. We take you through a series of short videos and action steps to help you create a food plan to suit your running training. The program includes downloadable menu ideas, food lists, meal plans and athlete plate diagrams for different training levels 
and you get the Ennis added bonus of being invited to free online trainings and Q&As with Aileen and Karen. So you'll always have the opportunity to get some personal input into your runner's nutrition plan. Please check out the program at runnershealthhub.com or if you've got any questions, just drop us an email at hello at runnershealthhub.com. We'd love to see you join us on the program. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases. Mm -hmm.